Hey everybody, I'm Larry Little, and you're listening to Crossing the Line, a podcast where I talk with people about the moments in their life when they cross that line from leading with their head to leading with their heart, and from leading with their heart to leading with their head. Uh, Today is going to be a little bit different though. I had the opportunity to uh, present a keynote a speech at uh, at a conference put on by the good people at IT by Design. Uh, IT by Design is a company that Cam and Sonny Kalea uh, own and operate, and it is an amazing organization. They put on a leadership conference recently, and I was able to uh, to share there at that conference. And so, with their permission, we're going to bring you that keynote. I want you to listen to it and lean in because I did something a bit different in the keynote presentation. I talked about trust. I talked about how to build trust within your team, within your home, uh, within your relationships. So it's a little bit different maybe than the normal, uh, quote, leadership speech or what have you. I hope that you will enjoy it. Now, the the presentation started out with uh, uh, some songs that you won't hear, but I'll refer to them when I'm speaking at the very beginning. And it was songs that these songs talked about trust. So that's all you missed is a a series of songs, two or three songs that I spliced together that talked about trust. And in the the keynote, I explained why I did that. So listen in. I hope you enjoy this keynote around how do we build trust in our relationships. All right, if you knew one of those songs, let me see your hand. Did Did you know? Were you singing along? Isn't it great? Yeah. So if you resonated with that first song, you're really old, okay? But hey, as we as we as we look at back, I just wanted you to, to to hear some music. By the way, I love the Eagles. Don't you love the Eagles? Do you know who the Eagles? Yeah, Eagles. Yeah, I'm an Eagles guy. But but I I love some Eagles. But I wanted you to see the theme. I wanted you to hear the theme. I wanted you to think about the theme, not just in these songs through the years, but in in, in a lot of our music today, in a lot of our movies, there's a common denominator. There's a theme that runs through almost everything we do. Trust in me. Lean on me. Lion eyes. You can count on me. Listen, we we live our lives around trust. We live our lives around the ability to trust someone or the choice not to trust that person. We make our decisions around that. It may be the most important thing a leader has is the ability to elicit trust from others. It's what all great leaders do. And talk about great leaders. Let's just stop a minute. Hang on. Have you experienced this conference, this build it conference? Have you you experienced what a leader, what what a leadership team? Sonny and Cam, are are you kidding me? And then their whole team, somebody was just telling me what an incredible job, but they always come on with excitement. They greet us with enthusiasm. I've never seen a conference, and I do conferences all the time, that's more excellent don't you agree with me? Yeah. Why don't you tell them right now? Tell, tell Pam, the team, Sonny, how much we appreciate them. Amazing group. Wow. Now that you've experienced it, you'll be back because you trust that they're going to give you an excellent experience. That's what trust looks like. But, you know, so many times I think we, we kind of we miss the, 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 the ability to, to focus, to have intentionality around trust. I mean, I mean, so many times we don't even know who to trust. We, we don't know how to, how to build trust in others. We don't know if we can trust them. And we wonder why our teams are struggling. We wonder why when things go bad, our teams maybe, or maybe even more importantly, 
our relationships. So for the next few minutes, we're going to talk about, now listen, I told our breakout group, wow, what an incredible group that came and put up with me for a few minutes. They, they were amazing. The way they, they dove right into what we were talking about and they engaged as true leaders. But I told them, I said, look, when we finish this, and I'm going to tell you, when we finish today, in my next, just next few minutes, because I'm about to, to get out of here so you can hear a real leader, and, and Jack Daly's going to come in next, and you are in for an incredible treat. He's amazing. But I told, I told our breakout group, and I want to tell you this. If you leave today, and you say, hey, Doc, thank you, Larry, for that. You know, listen, that was good. That's going to help me to be a better leader in my company. Thank you. That's going to help me to be a stronger leader for my organization. I'm going to tell you, I'm so sorry I wasted your time. You stayed all of this time, and I wasted it because that's not why I'm here. But if you leave today and you say, hey, hey, you know what? I'm going, to be, I'm going to be a better spouse. I'm going to be a better person for my significant. I'm going to be a better, you know what? I'm going to be a better dad. I want to be a better mom. I'm going to be a better sister, brother. I'm going to be a better friend to those I care about. And by the way, because I've learned about trust, I'm going to be a builder of trust. I'm going to be a woman of trust. I'm going to be a man of trust. And I'm going to spill that into my company. I'm going to let that flow over from who I am into my company and, I, and into my team, and I'm going to work to build trust, then we'll celebrate. Then, then, now we've not wasted our time. So, here's what I want you to do. Those of you that, you know, if you're in the breakout group, you know, this guy's kind of crazy. He does weird things. So, I, here's what I want you to do. Turn to somebody right now and say to them, here's what I want you to say. Just turn to them. Say to them, we made it to the end. Go ahead and tell them that. Say it. We made it to the end. Say, say this. Say yeah, yeah, tell them. All right, now say this. Say, I know, I know you're tired because I'm tired. Go ahead and tell them. I know you're tired because I'm tired. Yeah. All right. So now, and then I want you to tell them, but, but, yeah, there, thank you, but, but I'm going to stay awake. Go ahead and tell them. I'm going to stay awake. Tell them. Yeah, because Jack's coming on next. Stay awake for him. <laughs> That's a fact. You know, trust is, is something that is elusive. It's kind of like the little old lady. Did you hear about this? The little old lady, she was arrested. This little lady had stolen a can of peaches, and she was standing before the judge. And the judge said, ma'am, here's my rule. I have a rule. I take whatever, when someone has stolen something, I take whatever they've stolen, and however many that is, that's how many months I sentence them to jail. He said, so I see here you have a can of peaches, and the peaches, it has three peaches in it. So I'm going to sentence you to three months in jail. About that time, in the back of the courtroom, her husband was sitting. He raised his hand, and he said, Judge, Judge, listen, I need to tell you, she also stole a can of peas. Just tell <laughs> Who can you trust? I don't know. But in building trust is essential. And leaders who understand trust and leaders who understand how to elicit trust are leaders that will be successful. And leaders who do not choose to invest in trust will not ultimately be successful. But don't, don't believe me. There, there, there are tons of, of data around that. I have an experience around that that happened recently. I was talking with a guy. He was an executive with a, a, a billion-dollar company. It's a global company. They're an aerospace engineering company, been around forever. He had built his career with that company, and I was talking to him 
just last month. And I'm like, Scott, Scott, what's going on? You're leaving the company. Why are you leaving after all? You've built your reputation here. You're, you know, you're, you're, you've been here for forever. He said, Larry, I can no longer trust the president of this organization. And he said, if I can't trust the president, I can't trust this organization. He said, I wasn't looking to leave. But he said, when that happened, that breach of trust, I can no longer trust him when the opportunity came. I'm taking it. And they lost an incredible asset. Why? Because of trust. Because of a lack of trust. Hey, that's on us, gang. That's on us. But look, look, look. You can, I can tell stories to you all day long. Let's, let's talk about it from a, a data standpoint. Now, you got a little keychain there. I want you to look at the keychain. I want you to hold on to it. We're going to refer back to it. That's for, from me to you, just a gift to help you to be a leader of trust. We're going to talk about that later. Let's look at some data. Uh, survey, uh, uh, research, an extensive amount of research was done by a group called the Whole Research Group. And uh, they did this, this research around teams and trust. And here's what they found. That members who experience uh, high trust are more willing to give and receive information. In other words, they're, 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 they're more likely to, to communicate well. They also found that, that teams that have trust, uh, it, that they find that they perform better, especially when the members are different. In other words, when there's diversity on the team. They also found out that, that and this is, you know, it, we all know this to be true, that trust in teams is vital for functioning relationships. By the way, that's not only, only true professionally, is it? It's true personally as well. So we know data. There's tons of data out there. But trust me, trust is important. <laughs> trust is incredibly important. And I want us to spend a little bit of time today talking about, well, if it's important, if the data says it's, that it's important, what is it that we need to do? How do, we, how do we gain that trust? The problem is we try to make it so complicated that we can't understand it. Well, I just can't, I, just, I don't understand it. It's that, you know, it's, it's not something that I'm used to. And, and the truth is we'll spend an awful lot of time figuring out how to grow a sales team. We'll spend an awful lot of time figuring out how, what, what's the latest program, what's the latest, how do I do a service, our customer service system? How do we, what kind of, how do we get our tickets the way they need to be? How do, as MSP, but we don't spend a lot of time on how do I build trust on my team? I mean, when's the last time you thought about it? How do I build trust, more importantly, in my home, with my family, with my friends? We try to make it, you know, we, we try to make it complicated. It's not. I'm going to give you three keys, just, just three little things that, that are keys to you having a trust, well, actually, to you being a trusting leader. Now, I'm going to give you this today, but the question remains what you do with this. Well, what are you going to do with what I'm about to give you? You get to choose that before we leave here. But I'm going to tell you, it could be one of the most important decisions of your life. I think it can change your relationships. I think it can change your business. I truly believe that. I truly have, have seen that. Are you willing to be a leader of trust? The, f the first thing I want us to think about is authenticity. I want us to, to think about that word. Now, you do not, don't you judge this word. Listen to me. Authenticity, I know what you're thinking. Here he goes, soft. And this, these are not soft skills. These are incredibly difficult skills I'm talking to you about. If authenticity were easy, we would have a team full of authentic people. We would have a, a world full of authentic people, and, and goodness knows in our culture and society today, the one thing that we struggle with is, all, is authenticity. But in, in this context, authenticity is the ability to have hard conversations. 
Are you able to go to your team and have a hard, direct conversation without being over the top or without being passive? Are you, are you willing to be vulnerable enough to say, this is incredibly difficult, but I, wanna, let, let's have, I need to tell you something. There was a large company that we work with, a global company. They had a, a reduction in force they were trying to accomplish. They had two executives with the same mission, go to but two different sites, go to this site and lead a reduction in force that's hard any day for anybody. The first leader went to his site. His mission was to get in and out as quickly as possible. He went, he sent an email, he said, this is happening, if you have any questions, let me know, and he hit the door. You can imagine the damage that he did to this site. You can imagine what happened. The other leader, she went over here to her site. She said, I'm going to sit with each and every person and I'm going to look them in the eye and I'm going to say, I'm so sorry this had to happen. I know it's difficult. What questions do you have for me? Let me, let me hear you. And she did that. And it was difficult and it was hard. Fast forward, that executive is now the VP of the global affairs of this, of this organization. The other guy is no longer with the company. Why? Because he, he tore down trust even in a hard conversation, she built up trust. It's an incredible difference. It's about having the, the authenticity to say, I will have a hard conversation. I am willing to say, hey, you know what? I know this is hard, but I'm going to say. And it also, by the way, is the ability to say, I'm sorry. I blew that. I own that. I wish you could have heard. Oh, my goodness, I wish you could have heard the breakout session with these incredible leaders, some of them are here, that shared some of the, the, the ways that they have blown it, that they, that they said, hey, I've blown this and, and I need to say I'm sorry, that we call it getting over yourself. I wish you could have heard them because that was what authenticity looks like. When's the last time you said I'm sorry in your home? When's the last time you said, hey, I blew it to your team? I really blew it. Now, let me say this. Authenticity means having those hard conversations, but it doesn't mean having a hard conversation and picking up the hammer all the time and hammering people like me. I'm really stupid, guys. I'm just going to tell you. Sometimes I amaze myself with how stupid I am. So I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm trying to, you know, this was, this was years ago. I was trying to build this business, right? We were in this growth spurt, and we were needing, we were, you know, needing people to help us grow. And, and being the brilliant entrepreneur that I am, I went out and hired a bunch of people without vetting them, without really even interviewing them well. You can tell what happened, right? So now I had to go fix it because I made this mess. So now my next brilliant move was I'll go fix it. And this is how I fixed it. <laughs> I took them, uh, each individual, I'd go to them and say, let's go to lunch. So they went to lunch with me. And while we were at lunch, I said, you're terminated. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what happened at work? So they started telling everybody that came to work for us, listen, Whatever you do, don't go to lunch with Larry. Well, <laughs> oh, the lessons we learn, right? But authenticity is being able to have those hard conversations with wisdom. With wisdom. Once you have that, though, that's not enough. That's just the first part. I mean, that's great. That's sincere. But without this next thing, it really doesn't mean much. And the next is a weird word. It's called benevolence. Now, Having benevolence, if you really look that up, what it, what it literally means is being well-meaning. And what that means is this. Look, anybody can be nice. Anybody. In fact, we've all been nice from time to time, especially when we want to get something from it, right? 
I mean, how many times have you gone to, to somebody and, uh, you know, or maybe you've had a friend or, or, or somebody that you love and care about, they're like, hey, Larry, look, I, I know you're being nice. Just tell me what you want let's get past this. Tell me what you need and, and, and you know, let's see if I can do it. Because they knew that my motive, it, it wasn't pure. So being benevolent means being, it, it's the why behind the kindness. Why are you doing it? Do you have an agenda that benefits you? If you do, that's not benevolence. That's not going to build trust. Throwing money at something or, or just being nice to get something back is not going to build trust. That's not, what, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about it's a personal thing, guys. It's, a, it's, it's your motive behind. Why, what is your true motive behind what you're doing? What's your intent? If it's, if it's for you, that's not, being, that's not going to build trust, and we miss this so much. But benevolence is doing something for someone else without gaining anything in return. If you have an internal view, I'm going to be nice to you, but I expect something back. That doesn't build trust. But if you have an external view that says, I'm going to, to look at our team, and I'm going to do what's in their best interest, even if it costs me, because I care about them. I care about them more. Hmm. Are you ready for this? I care about our people more than I care about our profits. Now you're thinking, wait a minute, Larry, the whole purpose of business is to make money. I know I'm an entrepreneur, I get it. Got to keep the lights on, I get it. But you show me a leader who makes her decisions, who makes his decisions on the dollar. You show me a leader who, who makes every decision on, on what it's going to do financially to the company and how they can either make the most money. or You show me a, a leader who does that, and I'll show you a team who has low trust. And I'll show you a leader who has no trust from his team or her team. Listen, I, I can tell you, when we take care of our people first, the profits will follow if you do this right. I promise you, I'm not saying not to have excellence, not to have metrics, not to drive execution. I'm not saying any of that. But I'm saying it begins with an authentic... Once again, the brilliant people in our breakout group, I just have to tell you, they were talking. And, I'm, and one of them said, and they were sharing some things, and one of them said that they had an employee who needed who needed to leave the company. And this great leader helped this employee go to another company because he cared about the person more than he cared about the dollar or the impact. Guys, that's what benevolence is about. How many times, think about it, how many times have you done something for someone recently where you get nothing out of it, where you get no benefit intentionally? How many times have you done something with those you love and for those you love because you love them and because it serves them, because you care about them without getting anything in return. How many times? You want to build trust? This is what it takes. You want to build trust? It takes being benevolent even when you don't have to. And by the way, the higher you are in your organization, the more, the more responsibility you have, the more the onus is on you to be benevolent, to, 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 serve, to give because you have to. You know, you can... You can wonder, we, we see this <clears throat> a lot. We have, and, and, and I've had this question asked, at Eagle, we work with a, with a lot of companies globally. We've had the opportunity to walk with our share of companies through acquisitions, through M&As. And I've asked, why is it so hard? Why, why is it so hard to keep a culture or to combine two cultures in a, in a merger and acquisition type situation? And let me tell you why it is. This is why. Because... In 90% of the situations, the employees will say, Larry, 
we have been asked, nope, we've been demanded to make all of these changes, to do all of this work, to combine these two companies, to change who we are so that some entity somewhere, either the owner of a company or investment group or whatever, can benefit, and they don't care a bit about us. They care zero for us. And that breeds resentment and bitterness and frustration. I've seen it time and time and time, and the pattern is repeated. But what if we said, wait, we want to bring you into this process. We, we want to help you through this. We want to we know this, have that authentic conversation. We know this is hard, but we're going to figure out a way we, you can benefit from this as well. Besides just, well, we give you a paycheck, don't we? That's the response I get at times from, from owners. I'll, I'll pay them a paycheck. No. That, yeah, you're also breeding toxicity. Wow, what if, we, what if we chose to be benevolent as leaders? But here's the thing. That's not enough. You're like, good night, Larry. Surely we can stop now. You, you know, pounded us to death. No, there is something else. This is hard. Being a leader is not easy. It's incredibly difficult. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You can be authentic and be sincere as the day is long. You can, have, you can have the right agenda, the right motivation, the right view. You can say, I really want to do the right thing for our people having an agenda for them. You can, have, you can do all of that. But if you can't back up what you say, in other words, if you're not competent, if you're not competent to back up your words with your action, that's just, that's just an empty promise. And empty promises lead to empty trust. So if you're not willing to be competent, now I'm not talking about competency in your sales force. I'm not talking about competency in your engineers. I'm not talking about competency in your customer service. I'm not talking about, no, I'm, that's a, incredibly important. That's a different conversation. I'm talking about competency from you being who you say you are. I'm talking about competency, not always to get it perfect, no. But if you say our culture is this, then you better demonstrate it with your actions because you're the leader. If you say in your home, this is what we're going to do, then you better be serving your home and, and demonstrating to them how you want them and to your friends and your friendship. It, it, who you are speaks so loud I can't hear what you say. And, and that's important. We want to skip over this one. We want to skip over it because, hey, it's not really important. There was an organization that recently, uh, I'll say recently, a couple of years ago, hired a leader who, with his actions, with his words, with his behavior, was exactly opposite of who they were. They had core values around serving each other and caring for each other. He was arrogant. He was prideful. They, were, they had this great leadership team, and they were trying to lead with authenticity and benevolence, and he was all about himself. He was a narcissist. And he was about where his position was on the org chart, and you will do this for me, and you will do not, and you will not treat me this way, and on and on it goes. And that narcissism imploded his leadership team. The organization went into a free fall so much so the board had to come in and, and forcibly remove him. You can imagine the damage that he did to that organization, even to this day, because of the lack of trust that he bred. What about you? You know, you can say nice things. You can have great core values and mission statements till the cows come home. That's great. But how are you behaving? Are, are you saying, are you, are, you, are you acting and behaving in the way and who you say you are? I'm just asking. 
hey, you want to be a leader of trust? Let's be authentic. Let's, let's show benevolence to each other. And let's be competent to do what we say we're going to do. When you do that, you're going to be men and women of trust. I want you to meet somebody as we get out of here and get ready for Jack. His name is Mike. He's a friend of mine. Not only is he a friend of mine, but, but Mike Coates is my hero. And Mike Coates is your hero. He's a war hero. Captain Mike Coates has flown over 300 combat missions in Southeast Asia. He's flown over 5,000 hours in military flight vehicles. Not only that, he was commissioned to be an astronaut and flew three shuttle missions and captained one of those. He left there and became a vice president for Lockheed Martin, a large aerospace engineering company, only to be called back to become the director of the Johnson Space Flight Center in Houston, Texas. He led his team through some incredibly difficult times and through some, some incredibly miraculous times. But that's not why I want you to meet Mike. I want you to meet Mike Coates because he would tell you, if you were to ask him, Mike, what's your greatest moment in leadership? He would tell you that his greatest moment did not come on a battlefield, in a plane, or on a shuttle. He would tell you that his greatest moment came when he chose to build a life of trust with the love of his life. Before COVID, he and his bride were going to celebrate 50 years. They had a 50-year anniversary before COVID. 50 years. But they didn't go to dinner. They didn't go to a getaway. No, what happened was Mike brought his bride a milkshake because she struggled with that evil disease called Alzheimer's. And she lived in a nursing care facility that was close to his home. And every day he would go there in the mornings and make sure she was okay and had a meal prepared and ready. Then he would leave and then he would come back in the afternoon and the evening with her very favorite. She loved chocolate milkshakes from McDonald's. So every evening he would go by McDonald's. He would go through the drive-thru. When they saw his car pulling in, they would prepare it. They knew his name. They knew him by name. They would give him the milkshake. But when he got there, most of the time, she didn't know his name. She didn't know who he was. But it didn't matter. Mike handed her the milkshake. Why? Because Mike Coates understands trust. He authentically cared, sincerely cared for his precious wife who was struggling. He benevolently he cared for her, even when she didn't know who he was with no agenda of his own. It was her, her milkshake. He was competent. He made her a promise, I will take care of you. And he lived up to what he told her, even up until her recent death. You want to know why, Mike, you want to know why he's a great man and a greater leader? You want to know why he's an incredible leader? Ask anybody and they'll tell you the secret to his leadership. He's a great man and a great leader because he's a man of trust. And they'll tell you, you can depend on Mike Coates. That's not by accident. It's not because he was born with special abilities. 
It's because He chose to be a man of trust in His life. How about you? Are you a man of trust? Are you a woman of trust? Can you say, I want to bring authenticity and benevolence and competency to those around me? The truth is we're all, listen, we're all working on it. The truth is you wouldn't be here today if you weren't an incredible group of leaders. If you weren't concerned with leading others well and concerned for your team and concerned for your people, you wouldn't be in this room today. And you're the best of the best, by the way. You endured all the way to the end. Congratulations. You're here because you care about leadership. I know that. But here's my ask of you as we leave today. Let's commit that we're going to continue to work to be leaders of trust. Let's, let's just make a commitment as leaders that we're going to continue to work on our authenticity. Boy, I'm going to work on my benevolence. I'm going to work on my competency. I'm going to work it. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on it. I'm going to give it just as much attention as I do the other things in my business. And I'm going to start by being a leader of trust in my home personally. And then I'm going to let it spill to my business. Hey, leaders, when we choose to be leaders of trust to those around us, that's when we truly will make a difference. Thanks for hanging out with me. You are incredible. God bless you guys. Thank you. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it was meaningful. Um, I certainly hope that it will help you as, as you build trust in your relationships. I hope I gave you some uh, simple uh, things to think about, but that were very powerful and that will be very powerful as you use them in your relationships. Thank you so much for, for hanging in and listening to this keynote. Thanks for being a part of Crossing the Line, and thanks for making a difference in the lives of those you love, you live with, and you lead. We'll see you next time.